I'm here with Bob Gallion, former CTO of CATL. How good is that? And uh, Bob, great to see you again. Good to see you again. My month began with you in uh, Washington, D.C., the beginning of June. Here we are at the end of the June in Birmingham at this amazing show, talking about electric vehicles, talking about batteries, there's stuff about ceramics on as well and everything. So um, should we have a little walk around the show and have a bit of a chat? It would be great. Let's, yeah, let's great. check it okay. out. Good, good. Okay. See what they've got in the exhibition floor. So, as I said, your, your perspective, I mean, well, for people that don't know, it goes right back to GM, you know, it goes right back to EV1, and then right the way through now to many other things. But I think of particular interest, particularly at this show, we're talking about batteries, electric vehicles, is the story of CATL. Can you give us a little, a sort of quick version of how you got involved in that and, and, and whatever you want to talk about well, with, with that? Well, after a, a lifetime of education and training at General Motors for 21 years and four years at Delphi, I ran my own business for nearly eight years and then sold it to Magna International to be the uh, vice, or to become the president of Magna eCar. I met Robin Zung, who is the CEO of CATL, uh, in uh, 2011, uh, in December, at a battery show, and he invited me to meet with him in Cupertino, California, to have a uh, discussion about possible collaboration and working together. And it was at that point in time I realized that where could you take a skill set that's taken a lifetime to develop and take it somewhere where you can make an impact on the global ecology of the world? And it was really quite a testament to be able to do that in China because at that time it's the most populous country in the world yeah. and generating the most pollution of any country in the world. And we made a very significant impact on that. In less than five to seven years, we saw noticeable decreases in pollution in the world ecology, specifically in China, yes. in the four metropolitan regions of Beijing, Shanghai, Tianjin, and Shenzhen. So it was quite a, a testament to mankind's ability to take a technical product like a battery and turn it into something that's going to decrease the pollution in the world. Yeah. So I'd say that Robin Zung was one of the most brilliant strategists in modern times to create this Goliath now of a battery company called CATL yeah. in such a way that it has changed the ecology of the world. Yeah, wow, wow. That, that is an amazing place to have been. And so, so what I find intriguing about this is clearly you're an American. So mm -hmm. an American hooks up with a Chinese entrepreneur, the cultural differences that inevitably are there, finds common ground in this ambition to tackle air quality. You know, the bigger picture, obviously, climate change, the, mm -hmm. the, the global picture. Um, how has that company become so big, so successful, so so dominant? What mm -hmm. is it then, Bob, that, that Robin Zeng and you and others have done in that company to, to build it up in the same way? Because there were other battery companies around at the time. Sure. How come they didn't get so significant? Well, well it's the right technology, the right skill sets. And as we talked about this in Washington, D.C., uh, earlier this month, it's the combination of having a good strategic technology roadmap yeah. as well as a good business roadmap. And right. part of that business roadmap is developing and creating an infrastructure within the culture that you live in. Yep. And that includes supply chain management, 
getting access to raw materials, having the processing of those raw materials, and the ability to put it all together into a uh, cell. And of course, the cell is nothing more than a precursor to that of the system that you build, being a module or a pack system that then goes into an electric vehicle. Because the cells are absolutely worthless unless you have a sophisticated system to support them. And you've heard my story about the five golden rules. Yeah. Safety, performance, life, and cost, and environmental. Yeah. And if you live by those five golden rules, you will clearly be far more successful in business than you will not be. So we practice the five golden rules like a religion in that company. Wow. Now, what that tells me is it's not just about a ton of money. It's not just about massive government intervention. It is about... Yeah, a plan, having a strategic plan, a comprehensive plan that, that includes as what people now call, regularly now call, vertical integration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and do you know what the irony in all this is, Bob? Because I, I thought this when you look at what Tesla are doing, is it was Henry Ford that began <laughs> that whole process of having a plan, having uh-huh. an ambition, having vertical integration, buying rubber uh, plants, you know, the, the whole kind of thing of how he made that company happen. In many ways, it feels like what you've just described and what we see with Elon and Tesla doing as, as echoes of the past. Yeah. Is that, would that be fair to say? Well, I think it's more than echoes of the past. I think it's the past coming back to haunt us because <laughs> we are going through a, another major industrial revolution. The past industrial revolution was premised on an organic base material called gasoline. Yep. So if you look back in history in the ni- early 1900s, there was an equivalent number of gasoline, uh, horse-drawn, and uh, steam-driven vehicles in the early part of the 1900s. Then along came gasoline because it was cheap, plentiful, and could be used. Now we're going to another industrial revolution where we are realizing that electrified vehicles <laughs> and electrification in, in our lifestyles, if you will, of everything from watches, cell phones, pads, and things that we use in daily life are essentially a part of the electrification movement. So it is indeed another industrial revolution that premised on electricity. You are not the first person, Bob, listen, you're not the first person this month to tell me that story because I was with, and I bet you know him, Mujipi Jazz from Arnex Energy. Before I met you in Washington, D.C., I was in Detroit, and this is exactly how Majeep framed it. Mm-hmm. The, the historical context, the lessons learned, the kind of what we can you know, pick up, connect up from that and now redouble our effort. That's, that's, you know him, don't you? You must know I him. I know Majeep and Majeep has got a kind heart, but he's a brilliant, brilliant businessman. He is. Uh, and he's trying to do a similar type of project in the United States that Robin Zung did in China. So it's wow. quite a, it's quite is that a how you Is that how you see it? Well, Majib is a very smart man, and he's uh, taking advantage of the technological developments that have come to pass here within the last decade and putting them into a, a format, so to speak, that is revolutionizing because he understands how combinatorial technology can work. I met him, and I made a little video and all that sort of bit like, you know, we're making here, but I hadn't kind of 
kind of made that connection in terms of the similarity to what your journey and Robin Zeng's journey? That, he's just starting his journey. Wow, that's so Majid is a very interesting young man. He, he, yes. he, yeah, young. I like that. He'll love it when he hears that young man. <laughs> that, that's great. Well, well, look, you know, walking around this show, the thing that strikes me is there is so much industry, there's so much innovation, there's so much passion. All these young engineers, all these people, you know, mm-hmm. incredibly passionate about what they're doing. You know, we hear it on the stages. You know, the one you've had, the one one I've had, and we've got our wrap up to do do later. Um, if you pick, if you have a theme or a flavor or a sense then of um, what you've seen, you know, you recognize, I mean, this company, I think you, you know, these guys uh, here, Plasma Tree. Yes. I think you probably don't know these guys so much. That's quite new, but that's from, from Williams. I know a bit about those. That They're, they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your kind of takeaway? How, how would you see, how would you sum up all, all of this then that we've seen this past couple of days here, here in Birmingham? Well, I look at this and compare it to other shows that have gone on around the world over the last few years. To me, this is only the second time this conference has been held here in the UK. Yep. And it's amazing how many people are at this conference. And I suspect it's going to grow a lot by next year because of the success of what I've seen this year and the collaboration. It gives people an opportunity of networking that they don't have any other way. Yeah. But one of the things that's uh, maybe differentiating this show from other shows is that we see a lot of research development companies, we see a lot of equipment companies that make test instrumentation, we see a lot of companies that are working on education, workforce development, and labor type of Scenarios that yeah, are so that, important. That company there. Just I like mean, the company that's behind us yeah, here. I know, what, I know what they do. Clearly yeah. a, a very important very important factor in the society that we have to build the education and training yep. uh, in the world just that like is this exactly company what right these here. Guys, that is so perfect I, timing. That's I think what they this do. is a, a, yeah. a testament to being able to develop something that will be in the realm of... Uh, reality, so to speak, yeah. for the future, much like this sophisticated race car that's behind yeah, us here. Yeah, can we just stop, stop this, on that? Uh, this race car is, uh, you know, near and dear to my heart because Indy Racing, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, yeah. and this is what we're accustomed to. Yeah. And these are very sophisticated machines, yeah. and obviously the technology that goes into building, the systems that go into these machines include everything from aerodynamics to electronics and uh, locations, and the sensor technology on these machines are astounding because they can measure things in, in micrometers at high speeds. Yes. So it's just an amazing technology. Yeah, no, but, look, look, I'm a big Formula One fan, and, and I think the journey to electrification has, for sure, has some challenges to combustion engine motorsport. Of course it does. But you can see the development that's happening now, and you can see how, the, you know, the electrification uh, is, is, is it's going both ways. I mean, Formula E was spawned out of Formula One. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't appreciate is a lot of the capability of what the series of electric racing, Formula E, is all about, came directly out of Formula One. Mm-hmm. And then over the first number of years of, of the race series happening, it was switching backwards and forwards. So, so and I think in a way that's a kind of an anal- analogy for this show and many of the things you, you're, you've been talking about here, which is, you know, collaboration. Yes, there's competition, but we all have the same ambition, which is to tackle climate change. You mentioned pollution earlier on with China. I know it was, I mean, pretty cataclysmic for a period of time. But 
but it's still bad in many other cities, in India, right. in Europe, in America. You know, it maybe doesn't look so obvious, but it's there. We still have lots of people who have re respiratory mm -hmm. you know, illnesses and whatever. So I think the collaboration, the learning lessons from China, the looking at China as an illustration of what can be done and looking at more, not so much combative in, in a com combative sense, looking at it in a collaborative sense, what can we learn? I mean, you're sharing stuff that you've learned, which is great, Bob. So have the well, final word, what, what, one more well, sort of thing. It, it's very interesting in um, a meeting that we had in Washington, D.C. back in February, the Americans were talking to the Europeans, the Europeans talking to the Americans about what we should do. Yeah. And during that meeting, I made some uh, rather remarkable comment that we talk about it, we talk about it, we talk about it, and talk about talking about it. <laughs> but we're not executing at the rate that we need to right. execute. Not until within the last year or so that I've seen a more of a dramatic change in execution, at least in North America. Now I'm beginning to see it happening in Europe. Yep. Which is remarkable because in China, we would have a meeting and we talked about it. We would leave the room and go execute. Yeah. So both North America and Europe need to spend a lot less time now talking about it and now go out and execute. Yeah, because if we continue this, there will not be a world equity in terms of technology development, as uh, Simon Moore from Benchmark Intelligence Minerals said yeah. at Washington uh, two weeks ago, that we are in a hypothetical race between nations now yeah. on who's got the most advanced technology, specifically in energy storage. Yes. And it's clear that in order for the world to be on some common plane, we have to share technology with each other yep. and able to get that equal plane. But what has happened is the governments around the world have turned and the technology of energy storage into weapons. Yeah, They're weaponizing energy storage. And if you really want a clean and effective planet to live on, we've got to get past that. Okay. So we hope that the world will work together and collaborate on energy storage technology as we move forward in this electrification movement. Great. Well, th th there's a, a wonderful positive me message. Work collaboratively, work as a team. Well, there's an acronym they use in motorsport for team, Bob. I'm sure you know it. Together, everyone achieves more. Yes. That's exactly, you know, wh where we want mm -hmm. to be. So, uh, look, it's been a thrill to meet you. It's been great hearing you talk, you know, on the stage, seeing you engage with other people. You're a friendly, generous guy with your time and your knowledge and experience. And you have been at the beating heart of the battery revolution. So, uh, my friend, it's so good to see you again. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. You.